What it do, Insta Cousins? Hello, hello. How y'all doing? This is Love Yours, the podcast, the podcast that promotes black mental health. Black mental wealth. And black mental stability. And will forever be out of reach until you... Love Yours. This is Dakota's to ever do it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's your girl, Vanessa Dene, y'all. <laughs> like, I'm struggling today. <laughs> Keep it going, keep it going. But it's all good. We're going to make it through, I promise. Exactly. I'd love to hit you guys with some chicanery. <laughs> but uh, we got a whole lot to talk about, me and Nay. So, uh, man, let's just start the show, Nay. Let's go. It's your girl, Vanessa Denae. And it's your boy, Swoosh Knight. And you're tuning into Love, Love Yours, the, the podcast. podcast. begin with the same format as last week get into our hits mm. mm-hmm. with highly streets starting off with these prayers one up starting off r.i.p to mac miller over the past weekend we uh celebrated his life it's been one year since he passed away so uh i think it was really special really special i don't know if you listen my mac I can't say that I listened to him a great deal, like, mm-hmm. here and there. Um, <clears throat> my sister was a big fan, though, so I have heard some of his music. Um, unfortunately, I started listening to more of his music after his passing, so that kind of sucks on my end, but, yeah. you know, it happens. Yeah, man. Homie put me on in high school, my junior year, he said, yo, check out Kids kicking incredibly dope shit and i was like oh man i i well he, he a white rapper i you know i'm gonna check him out he had a nice little flow yeah he was recently. super talented yeah super talented but man you know down to health drugs not a great combination yeah they catch up to you but you know good person everybody has something nice to say about him so you know rest easy rest easy second second prayer i'd like to shout out there Raiders, Raiders season. They need a quick. They need a good, good prayer. A couple Hail Marys. What's uh, what's making good husband's name? He, he, they, he needs to pray for them. Yo, what is his name? Devin or something like that. Something like that. But he looked like. He looked like dude on Empire. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He do. He does. He does. That's cold. But I get them confused. <laughs> Man. They look like the same person. And they posted a... I know they took a picture together because they, they were tired have. of hearing it. They have. And apparently they're friends, like, off screen or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Speaking of Raiders, we're going to slide with them with our reactions. So, nah, <laughs> I need to know how you feel about AB. Business is booming. Antonio Brown with the Raiders. As you know, this week, or last week, he got into an argument with the GM. Called him a cracker. Yes, among other things. He also said, the GM puts raisins in his potato salad. Wait, he said that? He also says, Oh shit. The GM claimed 
that Chick-fil-A had real mac and cheese. Bro, don't even get me started on this mac and cheese. We had the discussion last week. He also week. said that the GMs believed Childish Gambino's cover of So Into You was better than the OG Tamiya. Oh, he was going in. I didn't, like, so I don't really pay attention to the NFL anymore, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I didn't know he said all that. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. I'm just oh. that shit. Oh, I was about to say... <laughs> Stupid ass. I was like, for real? I got all that shit from Twitter. I knew it sounded so familiar. Yeah. I knew the Childish Gambino one is the one that, like, put me on. And I was like, wait, what? Which I think is blasphemous. (laughs) Whatever, whoever y'all is trying to say that Gambino's version is better, you're trash. Um, It's cool, but I'm going to need you to simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Anyways, um, back to Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um. Basically calling him a cracker and then ar- getting in an argument with GM. Yeah, I mean, you can't go around calling people crackers. Like, that's... It's not a good look, bro. Yeah. Simmer down, bro. Uh, I think that he just honestly, like, didn't want to be on the Raiders, like, period. Mm-hmm. So he's just acting an ass. He knew he was going to get released. Oh, I don't think he knew. I think he blocked. He was trying to. Man, I think it was going. It was going south really quick. Like I think as soon as they find him, they find him in the beginning from missing all those practices yeah. and pieces, and that's where it's like, man. But it's just like, bro, how are you not going to practice? True. Preseason, he wasn't playing. Like but- you're on a new team. Like yeah, you good, but you still gotta go to practice, dog. Come on, yeah. any person that plays an actual sport. Regardless if you fill in the team or not, like you gotta go to practice. Otherwise, it's never gonna mesh well. Never. He's repairing his feet and doing all this extra stuff too. Oh yeah, because he had like frostbite of the toes. Oh man, no, his stuff was. Well, his stuff was peeling. Like it was bad. Yeah, but it was frostbite because of it. He did that that treatment that um. That going into that tank. Oh yeah. The I forgot what it's called. The cryo. Cryo cryogenesis. I don't yeah. know. Don't quote me. But yeah, that's what it was. It Basically, he got frostbite. Hmm. But yeah, them spe- the way they were appealing was pretty bad. And he was, like, if he didn't do that stuff, I mean, I could see, like, if he was just sticking with the Raiders and their staff, and I don't think it would have been too great. So I don't, I don't know. I need more information. I need to be actually on the team to get all this background stuff. Obviously. I mean, I, a, B, reach out to us so we can uh, interview. Yeah, let's shop, bro. Let, let's shop it up. <laughs> So, I mean, by all means, it's a little bit, a little bit over the top, but he was pretty pissed. So, damn rightfully so. But the next layer to this, everything else, I don't really care about. This next layer, layer. He then takes, records a call that he gets from yeah, John right. Gruden, and he puts it in a video. That's what I'm saying. Like he did not want to be there. Like you just, you're doing the <laughs> most, bro the most man I mean I know all these ladies scared to be on you know put record voicemail so they don't end up on somebody's track or not some intro to somebody's mixtape but yo I'm telling you now bosses gotta be careful too don't know. <laughs> man what you got for a reaction A? alright so 
tell me how you feel about this. So Papa John's founder, I think his name is John Schnatter or some crap like that. Anyways, so he resigned last year because he was caught saying the N-word on a conference call, by yep. the way. Dumbass. Anyways, so now, apparently, he has recently donated a million dollars to an HBCU. How do you feel about that? Shit, I'll take that. That's all I gotta say. I mean, I'll take the money, you feel me? But I feel like it's like a cop-out. Like, ah, I called you a nigger, but here's some money instead. Anyway, so he donated a million dollars to Simmons College of Kentucky. The president and the board of trustees is saying that they want people to focus on John's actions and not his words. As I said. Man, we'll fuck that. John. We're going to take his money, but fuck John, all right? <laughs> like, I don't owe him nothing. I'd, I'm going to take that. That's it. That's all. Thanks. Basically. And I, who are you again? Nah. Nah, I just, <laughs> like, I don't fuck with you. Yeah. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Sued. <laughs> Sued. Whatever. Man. So next one, Lonza Ball was interviewed earlier last week. Mm-hmm. In the interview with uh, Hart on Hart's podcast, Lonzo stated oh, that he had a he got a podcast with his boy on his podcast. Lonzo confessed that with the ZO twos, he had to switch them out every quarter because they kept busting, breaking. You talking about the how much is in shoes? Four hundred bucks. Four hundred dollar pair of shoes, and you got to change them every quarter, not every game, every quarter. Yeah. So your shit ain't lasting fifteen minutes, or I mean, quarters aren't really fifteen minutes; they're twelve minutes. But yeah. Mm. Trash. That's why no one buys them. <laughs> you and your daddy four hundred dollars for some shoes. I gotta change out every quarter. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> oh my gosh. You know they weren't playing in those. No, you know, cats who bought four hundred dollar basketball shoes weren't wearing were a, wearing them on the court. Hey, some of those. Okay, actually, I ain't never seen them in real life. Actually, no, because ain't nobody buying them shits. But apparently, they sold. Anyways, yeah. What I'm saying is, think back to like our balling days. You go to the court, park or gym. You automatically know who's trash, son. And how do you know who's trash? Nicest shoes, man. Because they coming out in the most exclusive shit. Or they come and they have on like a full basketball out- uniform. Oh, like, yeah. a, like a jersey with the matching shorts. Oh, a, yeah. a headband and a and an armband. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. That cat's garbage. The sleeve. <laughs> oh my gosh. The sleeve. The sleeve automatically meant you had no J. No J. Zero buckets. Yeah, put the clamps on them. Yo, Zero guard, buckets. Guard him at the half. He's done. dead ass. When I went to when I went to go play with like my cousins, because all my cousins are guys. Like, I'm calling the dude who has the most matching shit on. Like, I got him because <laughs> I know I'm about to ball out on this dude. Like, man, I <laughs> guard her, man, guard her. Basically, you gonna let a girl run you up and down the court? Show is, you know why? Because he's trash. <laughs> man, that's cold. Woo. All right. Man. One more. <laughs> Every quarter, though, that's crazy to me. That is. That's crazy. Anyway, all right, I got one more for reactions. So, Mississippi's Boone Boone's camp 
event hall denies a couple to hold their wedding there because they were an interracial couple. So apparently, LaCambria Welch mm-hmm. drove down to the event hall to speak to someone in person because her brother was denied the right to hold his wedding there via Facebook and was given the reason and she just didn't believe it. She wanted to hear somebody say it to her face or say it out loud. And let me let me uh, play this clip for y'all real quick of a worker there telling her why they denied um, her brother the right. Oh, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race. Okay, so why Because not? of our Christian rights. I mean, our Christian belief. Okay, we're Christians as well, so yes, what, what in the Bible tells you that? Well, I don't want to argue my faith. No, that's fine. We just, yeah, we just, we just don't participate. Okay. We just choose not to. Okay, so that's your Christian belief, right? Yes, so if you couldn't hear this lady says first of all we do not do gay weddings or mixed race because of our christian race and then she corrects it and says christian beliefs how do you feel about that you know that's one of the things of the bible that i like uh well not i don't think it's the bible i think it's more of like christian people they get to choose they selectively choose what things count what things matter they add things in so I was like, raised oh, Christian. I don't recall there being anything about mixed couples, about interracial couples or anything like that in the Bible, first of all. No. But I mean, a lot I of people just, like to use Christianity as also like a, a tool for white supremacy as well. Exactly. And I call bullshit. Uh, so basically, I feel like um, Mississippi's Boone's Camp event hall, y'all are trash you're hella stupid how you gonna negate who can and cannot be married like you're stupid sorry i'm over here thinking like yo if the bible so the bible happens majorly in africa right Mm -hmm. if i'm correct Mm -hmm. where dark people are right Mm -hmm. how the fuck they came up with timothy and matthew i mean i can i can i can I can corral myself around Leviticus. <laughs> but. Moving on. I can pick up Genesis. I can. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Genesis. Genesis is a black man. Genesis is a black man. I mean, I, I really like the name Genesis. I, I do. I planned on naming my firstborn girl or boy Genesis. Yeah. All my friends think I'm crazy. But. Because <laughs> his name is Genesis. Is it really? a smooth name. Yeah. Is, she, is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. She has a dope-ass name. Shout she out does. to Cousin Genesis. Yeah. And then some are, some books are just like, just books. Like Psalms. I know somebody wasn't naming nobody Deuteronomy, right? <laughs> you know what? We getting off track. You <laughs> Let me corral myself. Let me bring myself back. Bring it back. Where's that uh, playback? Man, I did it. Hold on. Pause it. I'm going to put it in. <laughs> Back to our uh, regularly scheduled program. So, y'all, I got three last ones for our reactions real quick. Nay. What's up? R. Kelly has been now moved to Gem Pop. Thoughts? Beat his ass. Damn, he about to get jumped. Or, now, 
he's able to enter the talent contest. <laughs> Everybody. Done. They must have started the annual talent show. Shut it, man. I ain't winning this year, Rain, buddy. Reigning champion. <laughs> man. My boy Lucas is going to be mad. <laughs> Lucas. I don't know. It was the first name that came to my head. <laughs> Shit. All right. Next one. YG and Kalani together. Um, I really don't care. <laughs> I feel like everybody was just like, oh, it's a thing, blah, blah, blah. And how did they meet and so on and so forth. But yeah, it wasn't that far from each other. Exactly. And it wasn't that shocking to me. First of all, Kalani and um, what's it called? Damn. Jeezy? No. Kamaya. Yeah. They kick it tough. And Kamaya's yeah. like a sister to YG. So it doesn't like surprise me yeah. that they cross paths. Mm. I personally just don't care. Yeah, I don't really care that much. But everybody's really making a big deal. Yeah, like, like, oh my oh, god. Hmm. That's interesting. They're making a big deal, too, because they both have, like, babies. Like, legitimate babies. Mm. But I'm just like, I mean, what they do in they time don't affect my bank account. Correct. So, I don't care. Mm. Like, everybody's up in arms. Like, you both got newborns. How are you doing this? What about the other child's pa- parents and blah, blah, blah? Mm, so? <laughs> what about your kids? Yeah. How about that? Work about, 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 about your own. Yeah, you know mm. what I'm saying? Mind the business that pays you. All right. Last reaction. Nicki Minaj is hanging it up. Start a family. Another one that I don't really care about. <laughs> I'm not a Nicki Minaj fan. Never have been. You're not a Barbie. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um, I mean, if she feels that she has to retire in order to start a family like that, as a as a woman, I'm kind of just like you can do both, but whatever. <gasps> um, yeah, like I don't plan on you know what I'm saying like so mm. I'm supposed to put my career on hold just because I want to have children. Mm. That's a tough one. I feel like she shouldn't have came out and been like, "Oh, I'm retiring to start a family." Start a family, sis. I don't understand what the big announcement was for. True. When's the last time she put out music anyways? She came out with an album. That Megatron one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. But, okay. All right. Girl, have yeah. a baby in peace. Like, I don't understand. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like it did not need any public announcement. Just pop up pregnant like everybody else. Mm. Mm. So, okay. That's my reaction. So, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Man, I it's feel like, like the, maybe we're just too laid back. <laughs> it's like the Waka meme. <laughs> okay. But then again, this is why this is in the reaction section. It's just, mm, all right. All right. Cool. Cool. So our Do big you, t- boo-boo. Exactly. So our big ticket stuff. So, last week, the number of mass shootings in the U.S. is greater than the days in the year so far. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. What kind of society we live in right now? Thought I have more to, ass one. I thought I had more to say on this. It's it's sad, bro. Like, what can you say? Besides, it's I told y'all asses. It's sad and it's embarrassing. Yep. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Well, to piggyback on that topic, um, big news. Mm. Walmart has announced that they will end all handgun and ammunition sales about damn time about damn time 
about late to the party right but here's the kicker though so everybody's just like oh you know they're not gonna sell guns anymore people are like really ecstatic about it um however if you look into it they're actually yes they're gonna stop the sales of ammunition and guns however uh that's after they run out of what they currently have in stock so basically, it's like, yeah, no, we're not going to sell guns anymore, but we got to sell these ones first. As soon as we... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I make my money off of the shit that we already bought, yeah. then, you know, right. we're not going to re-up on it. The only, the no only, back orders. Man, right? The only thing that I can see that is just like, okay, they're making an effort type of thing is that they are also prohibiting um, Walmart customer customers from openly carrying in their... Uh, in their store even in open carry states so yeah. you can't be walking around with your gun in walmart which is i don't like i understand open carry but it's just like you're going to the grocery store what do you need your gun for but then at the same time one can argue and we had so many damn mass shootings like shit you never know or everybody they can just re- leave they're reaching gun. for the last hot pocket and you gotta you gotta let them know hey you're hella stupid i got like hey that's mine. Hot pockets though. Hot pockets. Your favorite ice cream? Cause yo, I be mad when I get there and it's like yo, you have the Hawken Dawes vanilla. That's the only one I like. You get mad. You go to the store for no reason. I might want, might want to pull up on somebody. And this is why they should do psych evaluations before they let people buy guns because there was some. Well, the last mass shooting didn't pass the psych eval. Bought it from a third party. Mm. Mm. Good point. Mm, mm, mm. Get so, it under control, America. Fix it. Meaning gun control. Jesus. Fix it, Jesus, too. Mm-hmm. Man. So, another thing. Earlier, the, earlier this week, people were ablaze on Twitter because somebody dug up past comments on Genie Mai. If you don't know who that is, sounds a native, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. She is now dating Young Jeezy mm-hmm. after divorcing her white husband on her show, The Real. Apparently, there's a long history about her, you know, fascination with uh, black men. You mean fetishizing? I mean, I was trying to be nice, but all right. Nah. <laughs> Fuck all that. So I guess uh, somebody on Twitter, they brought up, they dug it up, and they were trying to check Jeannie Mai. Mm-hmm. The statement that she, that was given from Jeannie Mai was that, you know, I like dark meat, but dark meat on the side, white meat keep me lean. That's why I married my husband. So. So basically, <clears throat> black men are okay to sleep with, not to marry. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from that. So, in calling her out, this uh, Twitter, whoever posted this, took a misstep and landed in irony as she called out somebody for racist comments or, yeah, pretty much racist comments by using a racist term by mixing Jenny Mai up with Brenda Song. Fumble Burrow. I'll edit it out. Don't matter. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 
So, with that, if you guys don't know, Asian Americans often have the stereotype of that they all look the same. And uh, by using... So, I want to say, I feel like people use that, oh, they all look the same for everybody. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been called some black person that I look absolutely nothing alike. Mm -hmm. Like... So, I don't think it's just Asians. I think. But I mean, it's pretty racist in general. No, no, no. Yeah, it's racist. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And you can't call someone out for being racist using a racist comment, so. Yeah, like, nice try, sis. Like, mm. You, but you, you fucked up, because now. The finger's pointed at us. Exactly. Right? Being racist. Like, come on now. Come on. Come on, son. <laughs> Damn, So. Son. So yeah, Gina, mine. You still we looking at you? We side eyeing you. We we looking at you real closely. Because mm-hmm. apparently there are other times where she's talking about dark men, and like oh their yeah. crushes and like oh they're sexy. But then but you mm, ain't committed to them. That's that. So again, they're okay to sleep with, but not to marry. I got a problem with that. But whatever, we'll see what happens. So, now you up. Alright, last one. So, a Nashville Catholic school removes all Harry Potter books from the school claiming that spells are real. Shit, they might be. So, (laughs) here's my thing on that. Like, yeah, okay. I don't think the spells in Harry Potter are real. However, I understand the whole, you know, black magic, dark magic, blah, blah, blah. It can, it can conflict with uh, religious beliefs. But I have an issue with people being so behind, you know, the priest talking about, oh, we're going to remove all of these books. Yet and still, the Catholic schools and Catholic church have a real issue with pedophiles and pedophilia and but you know what i mean like that's covered up so you're saying so you're I, focusing on the wrong thing basically like the next time it comes out that a priest is fondling children i'm gonna need you to have that same energy because like remove his ass but you worried about harry potter books mm-hmm. you worry about jk Rowling. there you go you worried about jk Rowling, but father such and such still messing with altar boys i i don't i don't get it i don't understand make it make sense wingardian liviosa <laughs> really yep i think that's the spell for it make it make sense yeah 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 get it together mm-hmm. i'm looking at you sideways bruh so the reason why we had to cut our uh introduction short was to get to this uh deeper discussion mm-hmm. on this piece <clears throat> so once again, earlier this week, Jamil Hill. Shout out. Shout out. She's a real one. She's the MVP of the week. Put out an article called, It's Time for Black Athletes to Leave White Colleges. In this article, let me let me hit you with these main points. So the main, main points of the article, they're giving, hey, while HBCUs are admired for their rich history and unity, the main top NCAA schools are sought after for their alumni 
national awareness and money that they can bring to black athletes. Mm-hmm. The NCAA made $1.1 billion in revenue in its 2017 fiscal year. Billion. billion. Money. Of those, 30 D1 schools bring in at least $100 million in athletic revenue each year. A hundred. Majority of these schools are white, but black men make up the very large majority of the players in the top division of these schools' major sports departments. So, basketball and football. And therefore, NCAA and the majority of these predominantly white universities are getting rich off black players. So, HBCUs generate significantly less money than majority white universities, and that's that's known. Mm-hmm. HBCUs at at a time were the only place for a black athletes to go due to Jim Crow and segregation. So, mm-hmm. that, let me stop there. That this is the only time that segregation is brought up in this article. The only time. Remind, keep that in mind later. Okay. So. HBCUs don't have the money to build large stadiums and premium facilities as other schools because black athletes are not going there. They're going to other, these big schools who they can go to championships, receive the notoriety that they want so that they can reach the next level. Right. So, due to this low funding and all of this brought up, Jamil then makes this point, asks this question, but what if a group of elite athletes collectively made the choice to go to an HBCU to play. What if black athletes leveraged their talent and financial power to favor HBCUs, such as Fab Five at Alabama State or Duke Five at Morehouse? The final quote she leaves us on is, if promising black student athletes chose to attend HBCUs in greater numbers, they would, at a minimum, bring some welcome attention and money to beleaguered black colleges, which invested in black people when they were, when there was no athletic profit to reap. More revolutionarily, perhaps they could disrupt the, the reign of an amateur sports system that uses the labor of black folks to make white folks rich. I'll start there. What, what do you think about this article, Renee? Um, <clears throat> first of all, I think she's 110% right. Right. Um, because, okay, even if we're not going to say, even if we don't look at it as a black and white thing, if you look at just college in general, like college sports, we're right now it's debating. There's like heavy debates about whether or not um, NCAA players should receive money because right. they're bringing so much money into these schools. For instance, look at Zion. Zion. So last year, or excuse me, last season, mm-hmm. when we were talking about March Madness, how much did we say those damn tickets were? Oh, they're like. Grands, son. Grands, yeah. Grands. So, yeah, she's right. Like, you don't hear any, you know, top players are not necessarily going to 
North Carolina A&T, FAMU. They're not looking at yeah. schools like that. Even though I bet if you were to put like some of these teams versus some of these HBC teams would probably mop the floor. Which they have last week or two weeks ago. Howard against Maryland. Howard got dusted. Like it was bad. It was really bad. Was it really? It was like seventy eight to two. Shut up. Bro, it was pretty bad. Anyways. But I mean she like I said, I, I agree with it. Uh unfortunately, especially this generation and younger people were more they're more inclined to be attracted to the glitz and glamour of things and about that fast pace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they kids, younger kids don't necessarily have an idea of work ethic. I must say like not necessarily basically they don't want to put in extra time and effort that they don't have to. So imagine you're like this elite athlete and then you choose to go to an HBCU like, yeah, you're elite, but you're also going to have to put in extra time and effort um, to bring some of that notoriety to the school so that mm-hmm. people can see you. Because your games aren't getting televised like they would at a PWI. Right. You're not going to have as much exposure as far as like, oh, you know, wearing Nike and shit like that. Like, your school's not going to be endorsed. They're not going to have any anything like well, that. I'm pretty sure they'll be endorsed. But, but I like, mean, they won't. you won't notice. You won't yeah. know. I think a lot of athletes, like, that's the thing. You, they're not going to go alone. They have to go with somebody else. True. And that's another squat. thing. Kids today don't necessarily have that leadership quality. So they're choosing oh. to go places just because other people were going there. Well, some people, they can recruit. They can, well, quote, unquote, recruit. They can all link up at, like, their all-star games. Or right. they could even, they have social media. They can, like, hey, I see you doing a thing. I, I see you on the, the, the top recruit list. Won't you wanna you wanna go to you wanna go Morehouse? Wanna be Morehouse man? We could do this thing. They could do that. They could. I mean, the coaches can't say, "Hey, can you talk to me? Talk to so and so." Right. No, because they're illegal. You get fine. Barred. But I'm just saying that they could do that. Uh, clearly, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you think they they aren't? Why do you think they haven't thought about that? Or because then in the article they definitely talk about like. Uh, one particular athlete going to the HBCU and really enjoying it and really loving how many black people they saw on campus mm-hmm. and and feeling home and welcome. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he signed to Oregon. Yeah. Cause it's all glitz and glam. Yeah, cause it's all about. I mean, Oregon's facility is fucking dope. Like, I don't. I kind of don't. I get it. I mean, I had a friend that go, went to Oregon too, so I know. Yeah. Like, I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, come on, bro. It's just, I don't know. It. They don't realize how much power they have. Mm-hmm. That's one problem. And then, you know, a lot of these kids are coming from low income families and stuff like that. So being, like, seeing all of this stuff and all of the privileges they would receive and so it's yeah, you like you gotta do it big right? closer you'll know, give me a closer shot over here exactly mm-hmm. so I at think the same time and then jameel also makes the argument of like yo at these black universities we prom- we produce yes 
by professionals here. Yeah, and and so like the, these kids are going to these PWIs, and they're primarily going there because of like the athletic departments. But you know, we're not instilling in our children like, yeah, you can, you're awesome at basketball, but you never know what will happen. Like, mm-hmm. what's your backup plan? So kids, I feel like these kids are going to these institutions with just sports on their mind. They don't necessarily have a backup plan, right? especially the ones that are going and only playing for a year and then hitting the draft. They don't have a backup plan. They're not no. thinking about like, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to tear my fucking ACL. I'm not going to tear my whatever. Right. So they don't have a backup plan. Whereas if you were to go to an HBCU, yeah, you're going to get that playing time or whatever. And you probably will have to play the four years because Mm -hmm. you're not going to be recruited like that. But at the same time, you're getting a great education. Right. And I mean, that's what matters. I don't know. Maybe it's it's too far of a reach to say, but maybe like, hey, if you get injured or you're done with your four years, you think like an HBCU would be better off to like, hey, stick around. Get like you know, finish up your degree and roll on, you know. Or like, hey, you get injured. Yeah, we gotta take your scholarship, but like, this is a place for you. We want you here. Yeah. So that's big. So, but so let's go back to Jamil's question. Like, so what if black athletes move to these HBCUs? For one, we wouldn't see so many HBCUs on the verge of being closed because of the lack of money coming in Mm -hmm. um it would shine more light on the importance of black education and people becoming black professionals doctors lawyers all of that right and it would make a shift in the ncaa like a big one a shift (laughs) man i mean that we might actually see LeBron instead of that Duke and he's actually coming down to FAMU. Yeah. Going to the Hampton. Yeah. See what's up. I think the biggest thing was that the players realize their control and they can show how they dictate kind of how things go for them. True. Media sources also flock to HBCUs too. More promotion. More money. The system gets better. Yeah, it, w- it would definitely bring more attention and everything to HBCUs. Like you are saying, you know, then you have athletes coming to visit these schools, the smaller schools, to see these kids play and do whatever it is that they're going to be doing. <laughs> like, whether that be basketball or football or shit, lacrosse, I don't know. Oh, man. But... <laughs> across we hey we could get some getting in some more sports I hockey mean, yeah yeah show you some now you ready to move on to the, the next thing so all right go ahead whatever so as you know white people were mad they were upset about this always <laughs> we just gave them gotta give them another reason the white uproar was insane mostly because they believed Jamil was arguing for segregation. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. Dead ass? Dead ass. Oh, I can't. Which is the main thing, main issue. People look at headlines and they don't read shit. What? They don't read shit. 
Literally. <sighs> read a book. Read a book. Read, read a, a book. <laughs> read a book. Read a book. Read a book. 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 Man. Brush your teeth. <laughs> your body needs water. So drink that shit. Your body needs water. <laughs> so a lot of people clearly, I mean, commentators on Fox, um, but people I am, on Twitter. I am stressed. How could you? Segregation. We work for this. All this time. All we this worked time. for this? Time out. We work for this. Scratch the record. Yeah, we. we? I think you. Yeah. People. We? People. Mm, with melanin. Said that. Actually, there's one comedian now. Comedian commentator. She need to call me. This is a joke. Segregation. No. As I said earlier, segregation was only mentioned once. Literally. And it's like, the way it was mentioned made you think. If you, like, no. Up until Brown versus Board of Education. And Jim Crow. You know what I mean? Like, there was no, like, black athletes went to black schools. Why? Because y'all didn't want us at PWIs. And then what happened? They got mopped. Basically. And so then it was just like, okay, maybe we should get some. Maybe we should get a couple of them. Yeah. Like, let's go and let's go talk to little black people. Yeah. Let's see. Let's show them this shiny stadium that we got and make money off them. Basically, and it's just, oh my goodness, I am so triggered right now. I can't even figure out what I'm about to say. So from the comments from, how could you do this? We worked so hard, or. Like, this is what you guys, like, everybody should be united, and this is a free country, and we should all be together, but you, you're telling, you're telling black people to leave college, oh my gosh. It's like, no, we're not telling them to leave college, we're telling them to consider all other options, as opposed to just going to this school, because they have a great athletic program, Mm -hmm. and nothing else, like, I mean, yeah, you could get an education. But statistics show these PWIs aren't making black for professionals at the rate that HBCUs are. Right. So, I can't. I have a headache. So, yeah. Jamil Hill definitely... Shook the table, I guess. Shook the table and spent a lot of her time last week. Like, you know, read the article. Read the article. Read the article. Let me correct your main points. Bing, bing, bing. Read the article. Read the article. So, yeah. Definitely. Upsetting. Um, But, you know, that's where I feel like the media kind of like, man, they can really fuck us up. Yeah. She wasn't saying anything too outrageous. So it was just like she hey. wasn't. Like it's a great article. Yeah. It was probably too long. That's why they were probably was like, I'm they gonna st- read this. I'm gonna read the title. It took mm-hmm. me ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. And that was with me being distracted. So, so. like I don't understand. Read it. It's not gonna kill you. For real. But hey, by all means. And then one Someone on Fox was just arguing with a black man who was actually sticking up for her pretty well about how, like, well, they should have a good alumni base. If they have all these black professionals, then, then you know, why aren't, there, why aren't their teams better? Why don't people want to flock there then? 
I don't feel like you need to take all the black all black athletes you need to go there or conspire to go there and then just explaining like you know the donors and like and their packs like other PWIs are like they have tons of funding tons of endorsements way more than HBCUs so just and even though he was even though he was given logic he was just fighting it just trying to fight the narrative of they want segregation she's arguing for segregation can you believe that no one's arguing for segregation meanwhile at these PWIs you know black students are being harassed like I don't even get started on like the racist shit that happens on campus racist shit that's said in locker rooms like oh yeah so I mean yo I'm triggered (laughs) yeah they're mad they're mad but so yeah I think they're only mad because they're threatened and we as black people should look at it as such you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if it wasn't that big of a deal, nobody would be up in arms. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have that much power, no one would be upset about us thinking, thinking, thinking about, hey, maybe we should start going back to HBCUs. What if we did in a heavier volume? Like, I don't even know if it's like, if it's at that point where it's like, we should. It's just like, what if we did? It's yeah. Like, what if? N- Hypothetical. And people are mad. Just like hypotheticals. You know what I'm saying? And that that brings me like I wrote down a quote. Um, she quoted um, Lavelle Martin, yeah, head coach of basketball at uh, North Carolina oh, Central. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was a good quote. And he said, "Black people, I love us, but everyone else understands that we're the culture, except for us." Mm. And I when I read that, I was like, "Oh, okay." And it's Mm, true. It is. It's true. Like now, you know, people wouldn't be so upset thinking like, oh, she's calling for segregation or trying to make it some big thing when all she's saying is maybe we should go back to going to HBCUs. We athletes, not not all black people. Not all black people. Just just athletes. Major athletes, high recruit athletes. Just like, oh no. Because I mean, the the black commentator would which who was uh, acknowledged by Trump that's how you know he's trash um, <laughs> said oh well you went to Michigan State how come how come you didn't go to HBCU you mean you're telling everybody to do something that you weren't willing to do just like fuck she grew up in Detroit so I mean Michigan State was probably on a short list that's the equivalent of us going to fucking San Jose State yeah so <laughs> I, man I couldn't afford to leave. Yeah. We're doomed. So. (laughs) And I don't even know if it was directed to everybody. I think it was just directed. Like, if you're writing, when you're writing, like, you're you're directing my people. This is for you. And the people, other people listening, like, I'm offended. And it's just like, I ain't talking to you. Is that it? Is that, or maybe I'm feeling a different way. I don't feel like she was necessarily... I don't know. I just... I personally think that it was a great article. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. And the only reason people are mad is because their pockets are threatened. Mm-hmm. In the discussion. 
Like, no, there's no other valid explanation for why you're fucking pissed off. Mm-hmm. No, and no explanation. Because I feel like there are a lot of people that are like, go back to your country. Go back to where you're from. You know what I'm saying? What if we did? Whoa, 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 You're, you're racist. Segregation. You're racist. <laughs> that was an- so that was another thing. It was just like, oh, Jamil Hill, she said that. She's racist. Just right, just throwing it. And I'm like, you can't be, we can't be racist. I'm going to say some insensitive stuff. So it's racist stuff, to like, tell kids, like, maybe you would be more comfortable at a school amongst your peers where a lot more people look like you. Not only that, but education-wise, you have a better opportunity mm-hmm. and higher probability of achieving your goal of being a lawyer or a doctor or like yeah or post-college success yeah you're racist how dare you even ponder (laughs) so and to all the like I, i wrote down another quote so to all the the melanated people who feel like she's calling for segregation i wrote down the what robert buck said at the end Mm -hmm. he says I think we have an inferiority complex we as black people don't feel like something is as large or as good if a white person isn't in charge of it Mm. we're the value the value does not diminish because you're doing it with your own Mm. yeah I feel that I feel like a lot of people put that people on the outside put it as like you know like if we did like a like moonlight black panther oh no that's a well they say like you have to have like a token white or a token black or else like it's all well that's a black movie and people won't see it they won't get international appeal or like drawn to it and that's like something that's like no if we make it black and we use all African Americans People are gonna gravitate to it, just like, well, so maybe Black Panther wasn't bad. It was a bad example for that previous one, but maybe for here, because Black Panther was black as fuck, except for those two white people. Or did they have to be all white? I think I'm going that, down another rabbit hole. Yeah, you are. So, um, back to my quote. Uh, are you wait. you trying to go in the hole? You want it? Let, okay. me, let me go, go with ahead. this. Go ahead. So those two, like I know they're in previous movies, and he had to use one to tie it all. I think he had to use both of them to tie it all together. But if those two characters were black, would Black Panther be successful? You talking about um, what's his name? Do with the arm. And the, and the FBI person. Yeah. Or, I don't think he's a shield? FBI. Whatever. I think it's a shield. He person. wasn't shield. He wasn't shield? No. Hmm. He wasn't shield yet. Or at all. Hmm. I don't know. The one that got shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. He wasn't shield. Nah. What do you um. Think? What did. I don't know. It might have. I think so. I think it would have just because, I mean, whatever. Man. The cast, the good acting. People yeah. People was talking it up. It's a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And 
re-emphasizes the point for the culture and wherever we go they will follow honestly but anyways back to back to what we were saying rabbit hole mm. look at me today I'm off track must have been a good you week you threw me off oh so with that quote it makes you think back or just think in general like black people we have a tendency not to support black businesses or or we'll support them, but we automatically try and get like discounts and shit like that. Why do we do that? Hey, like you don't try and pull that shit with a white person's business. Unless I know. But it's just I like mean, you constantly look for the hookup, my G. Yeah, but like, or we don't trust it, or we like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll give a non-black business more chances than we'll give a black business. Or black people are quick to be like, see, this is why I don't work with black folks. Da, 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 da. Like, you never hear any other race talking about their own like that. Like, oh, this why I don't... Oh. You know what I mean? I thought, I thought you were about to say, you will never hear nobody talking about someone else's race. But yeah, you're right. So again, we are the culture. We just, like, we have so much power. We just don't realize it. Use it. We don't utilize it. Mm-hmm. Is it because we are still divided? Yep. That's what it yep. is. Damn. You just segueing it up. Yeah. That so, was the alley oop right there. So if you haven't checked out this article, we're going we gonna to set it up and shout it out on uh, Twitter and IG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys got to read it. For sure. Uh, man, I hope you all read it. <laughs> read it. Like I said, man. it takes 10 minutes of your day. Yeah. You can either, you know, read the sense. first half or just peruse pr- through it. But it's it's not racist or anything. But, uh, yeah, and they segue to our main topic, the black divide. So I know on the last couple podcasts, we're still powering through this series of black in America protests and movements were the last two episodes we focused on protests being that we need to fight for our rights and stand up for for our needs and request equity equality and our own rights as human beings movements being that this message this belief that we are fighting for not transcends just fighting it is more of a way of life so with that we discussed about how some protests and some movements begin to get divided amongst themselves and how the African American community is also divided so the black divide my definition for it is it's not just a mere you know pop culture debate black versus white Michael which one was better it's not who's the real king of R&B or beef or anything like that. It's more of the rift amongst African Americans on deciding what's best for us as a whole, how we need to change or adapt to succeed, our values, what's important to us, or what's offensive, and lastly, how we make or evoke change 
or secure our own rights of inequality and equality. So with that, there's several examples of this divide within our community. We can go from history to current. A, stay enslaved or fight back mm -hmm. or escape slavery. Pursue education versus excel in, in a trade. Garvey versus Washington Carver. Peaceful protest versus demand our rights. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Slow, tactical, and steady protest versus fast, radical, and loud. Different sides of the Black Panthers and Black Lives Matter movement. Get a seat at the table and evoke change ourselves. Which is a variety of some, but more specifically, little than what we just talked about, Jay-Z and Cat. Buy, invest, support blacks, black people, black businesses, versus big companies should make products for us. And whether we should change things, such as spanking, sagging, and just a big separation on police and government reform. All of that stuff. Is, should we gravitate one way, or people should accept us for who we are? Is it their fault or is it our fault? Has it got to go or should it stay here? Because it's the only means to survive. All of these things, Nay. What do you think about these examples? Like, accurate? We, am, I, am I a little close? Um, I think that they're good examples. Mm -hmm. And they're most definitely things that divide our community as a whole. Um, I can't necessarily say I side with one or the other, because mm -hmm. uh, that kind of just adds to the whole idea that we're divided. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the most common things that divide us as a community. Um, I was reading online, and I found this article, and they it's called The Seven Layers of Division in Black America. Mm -hmm. So they basically did pretty much what you said. Um, but they believe it could be divided in just seven layers. So layer one is bougie versus ghetto. <laughs> layer two is American versus immigrant. Layer three, church versus cynics. Four, racially scarred versus racially ambiguous. Five, light versus dark. Mm. Six, Huey versus Uncle Ruckus. And seven, men versus women. Ooh. So how do they come up with this name? These seven, seven layers. Like they a dip or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I hate you. I, like, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, this is basically... The <laughs> The author of this article said it was pretty much just them and a fellow writer discussing mm -hmm. amongst themselves and they came up with a list that keeps the black um, community divided and forever in the, the idea of trying to get this unity, mm -hmm. the idea of unity. Um, yeah. So they just break it down that way. Do yeah. you think that those seven layers are accurate? Yeah. For the most part? I think that 
like I think what you said earlier too was that they they looked across not only our our culture but then other cultures other ethnicities right and they saw like kind of similar things in some parts yeah yeah so I mean yeah um looking back at those and we're taught and thinking about like you know why we're so divided all of those different categories are different kind of if you are belong to either one you have different experiences the world kind of treats you differently if you are light skin or dark skin true the world treats you differently if you're a man or a woman true treat you differently if you you're broke mm -hmm. or you've had money and you see things differently if you're bougie and or uh uncle Ghetto. ruckus you mean Huey or Uncle Ruckus? Yeah. So, that makes a lot of sense, you know. Big sense. So, my question to you is, how do we fix it? Dang. Fix it? Or at least get on the right path to, mm -hmm. to bringing this all together. I feel like we have kind of lost sight of what our common goal is mm. so the focus is no longer the goal the focus is proving that your idea is more correct or your idea is the correct idea as opposed to your opposition right. quote unquote and that's that's the main issue is just like okay we have we have what we want mm -hmm. our goal which would be you know let's say civil rights Mm -hmm. So that's our, our, our goal. However, we get so distracted with the idea of how we go about obtaining these civil rights, whether we, we go in and we demand it and we're, we're you know, physical or uh, we act out or react or we go in peaceful and just kind of ask. Right. So that becomes, that becomes our focus and we lose the focus of, okay, we still need to accomplish this damn goal. Right. That's I, I think that is our main issue and why our community is so divided, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we gotta, man, you, know, you hit a lot of good points. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta backtrack a little bit, but so I think well, one thing that we all need to realize is like discord, like disagreement is is common. It's normal. Like that's right. what we are, because like like you said, we're all coming from different spectrums all come from different places different experience in life so that we have formulated different conclusions mm -hmm. as african americans it seems like we are way too prideful maybe prideful for our own good sometimes because we can't accept other people's opinions sometimes i get it as in like yo if i say yo apples the shit and you say no nah, fuck that bananas the shit you can't there are people out there that can accept hey he believes, or she believes, apples are fucking bomb. I think bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, the shit. I'm going to edit that shit out. So. I can't with you, dang. <laughs> I, got, I, I never got that right, so back in the day. But anyways, go ahead. some people can't like, no, I need to be right. Bananas are the shit. You're wrong. How could you think that way? So you're saying that people don't realize that you can have different opinions and still coexist and still want the same Thing. outcome. Yeah, to be better. And if, like, you know what, on your, on your side, you feel like you need to spank, 
alright you know that's cool do you boo boo do you as long as you know what, what what's up and up or what's the other side thinking cool you know by all means as just as long as you agree we both agree that you know some black kids they out of line and you gotta discipline them as long as we can agree on that like we good yeah as long as we can agree on black lives do matter and we need to do something about that yes is there a way that we both can live and coexist with knowing something different and then we both working on that particular thing at two at two edges so, but no, people have to be right. People have to get offended. How could you think that? How dare you? And, I mean, it's definitely a skill you have to practice. Definitely have to be okay with other people disagreeing with you. Basically, or... we all need to learn to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to happen. No, not, there aren't two people on this planet that think exactly alike. Right. So, in short, get the fuck over it. Like, yeah. there's still something, there. there's a greater good that needs to be accomplished mm-hmm. as opposed to stroking your ego so you know that you, like, converted someone's beliefs or whatever. Like, yeah, I conquered that person. Yeah, <clears throat> like, okay, meanwhile, black people are still being killed at an alarming rate in comparison to other races in the U.S. Yeah, and here we are arguing about something. And both being mad at each other for not, like, well, you don't see things the way I do. Or you do, but you're still choosing to go with your beliefs. Fuck it. <clears throat> we don't do it. I can't gonna... work with you. Ugh. And then people still get killed. Exactly. And justice is still happening. And then it's like, bruh, come on. <laughs> but I, mean, I definitely remember having a discussion with my cousin about, like, abortion and women's rights to choose and everything like that and her you know just disagreeing with me and just like you know listening to her her argument and you know me giving me giving my argument and so it's just like it definitely was hard to sit there and be like okay you don't you feel like you know the government should choose even though like hey I'm gonna acknowledge your privilege and like this is stuff us having to make the choice for somebody else in their life when knowing we don't we're not gonna fund yeah like oh you like you know you just, have to have this mm-hmm. baby but I'm not we're not gonna dime. we're not gonna pay child care or we're not gonna help you out with even though the father's not involved yeah like you still have to have this baby like it's like ugh. for me mental health professional working with families knowing people because I'm much older than this person knowing that like hey all of these other stuff you're saying hey I still feel, I still believe this way it was hard for me to like sit there and like let that go and be like wow working with that and just saying you know what from her view her understanding her experiences and it's just like oh Alright, I can understand where... I mean... It does hurt. It hurts, you know, like, dang. But then again, she made some points. That's our experiences. I understand that. Can we still hang out? Yeah, we can still hang out. Can we still, like, you know, play ball? 
Yeah. This will be good. Can we talk about other stuff? Are you invited to my, my child's wedding whenever that happens? If that happens. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still family. You still going to rock with each other. It's what it is. You just have different opinions. I have different opinions. And we can get along. That's cool. But it definitely is a hard process. Something you have to work on. So how do you feel like, have you gotten to that point, Nate, where you can just like, hey, I'm good doing what I'm doing over here. You have different opinions. I cool. I feel like I am at that point in my life, but my reasoning for it is more so not necessarily like, oh, okay, you know, this person has good points and so on and so forth. I'm more so kind of just be like, yeah, we don't see eye to eye. It is what it is type of thing. But that's more so for my own sanity. Um, and that's mm-hmm. just because I have a tendency to take on a lot of things and it turns into stress and I already have anxiety and all of that shit. So it's just like, you know, if I can't make, if I can't have a person see my point of view about something, I'm not going to put in so much energy and effort just for my own sanity yeah. of trying to like I'm not going to put in too much energy to try and get you to see my point of view yeah. like I'll you know we can have a conversation we can converse about something but if I see that you are just truly not going to see my point like I'm not going to talk to you till I'm blue in the face yeah. about something and yeah you know we can still be cool or whatever I feel like for the most part yeah I haven't come across too many people where our beliefs are too polar opposite Mm -hmm. for me to be able to continue to interact with that person yeah I mean I definitely feel like it's we disagree on this one thing but we agree on so much other stuff yeah then it's just like I mean a lot of people are just like hey we're good on all these areas, but wait, what? You think what? Oh, no, I can't fuck with you, bro. Yeah, no, it's just, you gotta realize everybody has their own mind. Yeah. And, like, again, everybody has had different experiences, so they're gonna have different opinions on things, and it's just one of those things that you have to accept. I mean, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna understand everything. For real. I mean, I have Nobody. a kid, I have a kid that hates grapes. Because of the skin on grapes. And I'm like, what the fuck? I get it. Yeah. There's some people that don't. Exactly. Think about that, guys. Think about that. But then the next thing is, what if they're not of your race? Can you accept that? This is probably a side thing. If they, if we disagree on different points and you guys are different races. Mm. I don't it's not that I don't accept it I honestly I would probably be this sounds terrible like when I say it out loud but like it probably wouldn't bother me as much really only because I am just like you know well I'm black and you're not black I guess it depends on the, the, 
the things that we disagree yeah. on. So my my argument, well, not argument, but my mind would be, you don't know because you haven't experienced the shit that I've experienced. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to come to that conclusion of why mm-hmm. they don't understand or see your point of view. Whereas if I'm talking to another black person and they're just like, yo, the police brutality is caused by black people just being so angry i would look at them like yo what the fuck are you talking about yeah but yeah i'm th- I'm, I'm rolling with that question and i'm like I'm, I'm thinking about some of my experiences and i mean i feel like at times it's disagreeing with people of other races is like urgh, like it it is harder for me to understand um or be okay with it and just trying to separate that it's, it's not that um, i'm okay with but the, it but the I... but the part of it and saying like well you're not supposed to know and then at the back end like the uproar is with the discussing stuff in the black community is that like wait you're black too you're supposed to understand this what do you mean and that's what like really tough to like like you know be okay with the, like the the diverge on opinions I guess. Yeah. yeah. No? I guess I'm on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, like, but then again, that comes into, like, you know, yeah, we're both black, but we still might have different social experiences. Yeah. So I think that's like where that. it gets, like, I can understand that. That, that makes sense. But then sense other people of other race like, are like, reparations. You don't deserve that. What? Fight me, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh,. You're not black. You're not. You're not supposed to know these things. But then again, like, is that is that an argument? Oh, you're not black, so you're not supposed to know these things. Like, or is that just a cop out? Yeah, like just just because you're black, your mind. You know what I mean? Like, because you're black, you feel like you don't need to be. It's like a racial mental distortion, kind of thing. Like, you're not black. You wouldn't know. All right, I'm gonna give you a pass. But is it is it us giving them a pass or like, is that just a a cop out you know what i mean yeah. like just because you're not black doesn't mean that you should not be aware of social injustice right i think like the big stuff i think it's the stuff that's like ambiguous like not just reparations or redlining or you know police brutality it's like Like, I don't know, like, if you want to talk about, like, slang, like, if you want to use hella and people are just like, why do you keep using hella? Ah, oh, you ain't from California. You ain't know. <laughs> that is a thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> like... Or, ooh, this Mexican food out here hits different. It oh, does. You wouldn't know. I'm from California. Like, I get that. Something like ambiguous, like ah, you wouldn't know. Why are you patting your head? You shouldn't pat your head. You should scratch it. Ah, you wouldn't know. You're you're not black. No. I don't know about that one. (laughs) Whatever. Moving on. So yeah, I mean, it's a. It's tough. It definitely takes a lot of mental work. I don't think 
I mean, some boundaries, being willing to explain and being able to be like, you know what, you're you, I'm me. Both have different experiences. We can live. We can coexist. You still think I believe? You still think LeBron's dope? I think LeBron's dope. You think I didn't drafting, picking up Dwight Howard's a good idea? Never said that. I didn't think so, but you know we could coexist. I really don't like the examples you just used. <laughs> you like Chick Fil A mac and cheese? Wow! <laughs> Flips table. <laughs> you know what? And like that's okay. I mean, it's a hard place to get to. It takes a lot of work. I like, like I said, Black Pride. Sometimes we are too prideful and hard headed, and we like we need we need to convince people. Okay. So here's my next question. Yeah. Black community being divided. Do you feel that this is a result of slavery? I feel like a result of or a, more than that. Like uh, I feel like it's not, slavery. Not a result of slavery, but a how do I say? Like a like a side effect so side effect I wouldn't say side effect because I feel like it's continued like people are making this shit happen Mm -hmm. like on top of slavery and just you know white supremacy racist kind of increasing that like divide between us also media and the way things have been documented they have also kind of kind of encourage a separation as well as like beef between us like for years like marcus garvey and carver mike almost said mike lawrence i don't know struggling martin luther king and malcolm x they would argue that they were beefing tough they didn't like each other and in actuality they no issues no issues they actually respected one another they don't want to see us link up exactly like and that's what i mean so it's like what i'm trying to quote this correctly it's like enslave their bodies have them for such and such amount of years enslave their minds control them for 400 years and this is an example of it like yeah because unfortunately we're damaged as a people Mm-hmm. when it comes to our thought process and stuff like that so like we're stuck in this constant divide right and losing focus of our goal because mm-hmm. man like the slavery had us like you know house and niggas slave niggas yeah and then just like, okay, we're going to keep building that on. Yeah, and, and so it, it, it started as like house, house nigga, Philip nigga. Then that turned into light skin, dark, dark skin. skin. That turned into upper class, lower, lower class. class. That turned into educated. Uneducated. Uneducated. Turned into bougie. Ghetto. Like, it can just go. Keep going. Because we, I mean... Of course, we're going to have different experiences. I think that's, well, one is human nature. So human nature, you know, created that. I feel like it also has a hand as a factor. It's like, you know, we can't get around that. 
but then to keep us apart that's where Nan came in that's where I think like is a consistent thing like I said slavery had it had did it, it did its damage mm-hmm. Do- the way things were documented history was documented also separated things mm-hmm. as well as how Mina kind of portrays it too even with like commentators like Fox actually looks for people that go against the grain they don't people don't so I guess like you know differing opinion but the way you market it is you know questionable some of these like also radio shows and and news reports you know put on a black co-host and like hey what do you think about this black person what they did don't aren't you mad what (laughs) (laughs) so it's like yeah so man probably didn't you know do as much but they definitely, you know, hey, he's talking shit about you. What you going to do about it? Here's a lighter. Let me uh, go and handle that. Set that thing on fire. Mm-hmm. They gave him a little push. For sure. Mm-mm-mm. I think, so, I mean, when you look at cause and effect, you definitely, or who's wrong and who's right, you kind of definitely want to think about your how you are also kind of contributing to the problem so it's not always just the white man oh yeah that man that's an episode in that's itself so, some of it is us as well it, a lot of it is us like yes it might have been put into play mm-hmm. by the quote unquote the man mm-hmm. but it's us that keeps it alive perpetuating the cycle yeah keeping it going I think that what allowed me to you know be able to separate like hey you live your life I live my life we have two different experiences cool is that we aren't checking our black privilege enough because we as African Americans <laughs> have privilege maybe not from other races but within our black community there are things that I have experience that are that some other people have not I came from a two-family home a two-parent home other african-americans have not some african-americans are lighter which is privilege below from those have not because Mm -hmm. they are treated differently I was and both my parents have degrees that's another pop of privilege apparently when I was doing our like practice interview questions women said it's a privilege that I'm like good looking I was just like huh wait what do you mean by that and so they oh elaborated. you're saying like the girls, girls were saying like oh, they were luckily they were good looking because they received different benefits than girls who were not were pretty ugly yeah yeah so that's the thing <laughs> I mean that was one of the things like of course like you know but then you're like I didn't think I would get that answer you know and they actually elaborate on stories about how like oh tell me yeah that. I was going to I was going to this club and I got in all cool willy nilly sorry willy nilly let me take that <laughs> I got in no problem but the girl behind me who may have not been looking too good she got cussed out by the bouncer 
It's like, hey, what? Nah, nah, nah. I'm charging you extra. Whoa. Charging me extra. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hmm. They got a point there. But yeah, as African Americans, some of us are more privileged within our community than others. Mm-hmm. And realizing, hey, I have a different experience. I grew up with different things. Different things were allowed to me while you may have not. And that's where our, our things are deferred. Or I have been denied more things and I can see things on the level playing field rather than you are more up top. Everything is peachy keen. Everything is great and dandy, fine and dandy. So then do you think that the people who are lower ranked have a better view of the things that go on within the black community that aren't necessarily fair as opposed to those who are considered that of privilege who are allotted all of these privileges are they blind to the community differences yeah i do because i think those on the those who have experienced less privilege are understanding they understand what it's really like yeah they're not living like a protected life and everything's all nice. They actually hit different. It hits different for them. 100%. Because I, like, I think that I am one of those people that mm-hmm. come from the lower rank. Yeah. So. But I mean, I feel like it's on both ends because both top and bottom have experienced different things. Uh-huh. Like for some African Americans, on the, I guess, the lower end of privilege if we're going to talk about the continuum, they can see things of like, oh, yo, I'm not... They could have continuous experiences at work or at school that they're just like, hey, you know what? I'm not even going to ask because I know what kind of response I get. When other people on the higher end are more of like, I'm going to ask because I deserve this. So they kind of like... They see things. We see things. We all see things. I think it's being able to acknowledge that like ah up here you saw all this stuff and how dots connected and that could give me information of like how we are all treated as one or like hey look for this if I so that I can notice inequality I'm rolling with it follow me guys I'm rolling with it Anyways, um, I mean, it's hard to say who has the realer experience. I, well, I, think that's I wasn't what I'm saying say. who had the realer or experience. Or the closest. Close, not realer, but like, like the closest. I was saying more so, like, who is more aware mm. of the privilege? Those that are privileged or those who are not? I think usually, I think usually the ones who are not. The have nots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I think when you're on top, you're not really looking for what you're not getting. Right? Makes sense. Or comparing. But I think that's part of the problem. Mm. If you don't never, if you're never putting yourself in the situation of, or not necessarily a situation, but at least trying to imagine yourself in in their, yeah, in their shoes. Like, oh, you know what I mean? I do have it. Or acknowledging like, oh yeah, I should be thankful for that. And that yeah. gratitude is... Humbling. Humbling and people do it. Like, gratitude is a real mindful skill 
that not a whole lot of people practice because, you know, in our society, it's more and more more. What are you doing for me lately? What can I get? Right. What about me? Me, me, me. So, egocentric. Anyways. We are definitely... At the tip. Yeah. Just the tip of this. For sure. Because, I mean, we haven't even gotten to what if you're too far left or too far right. You know I mean? We haven't even gotten into Uncle Tom motherfuckers. Or just what if you do disagree and how black people treat those who veer away from the mainstream. We haven't got to that. Haven't touched the black diaspora. Yeah, we haven't talked about how Afri- Africans feel. About African Americans. Or if they feel or included. Or vice versa. A lot of shit to talk about, y'all. Damn, man, we we are dissecting, dissecting, dissecting the so, black experiences here in the U.S. We'll continue this next week. Yeah. So, as you know, this is Swoosh Night, Swoosh underscore Night on IG and Twitter. Holla at your boy. Wow. This your girl Vanessa Danae. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well as Twitter at Danae underscore Vanessa. That's D-A-N-E-E underscore V-A-H N-E-S-S-A. Slide in her Twitter. She's available all the time. I'm really not. I gotta be better about that. Anyways, uh, thank y'all for listening. As always, this is Love Yours, the podcast. The podcast that promotes black mental health. Black mental wealth. And black mental stability. And it'll forever be out of reach until you love yours. Yes, sir. So if you would like to follow us, follow us on Twitter at love yours underscore pod on IG at love yours underscore podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we encourage you guys to share us with your families. Yeah, because we insta cousins now. Yeah, so put your put your cousins, your your blood cousins, aunts and uncles up on game, <laughs> <laughs> and claimed brothers and sisters, because you know that's how it be. Yeah, that too, that too. Mm-hmm. Shares, shares. Because you know we all got some family that's not family, but is family. I have hell of those, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, that's my cousin, not really my cousin, but my cousin. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like her mama and my mama grew up together. They ain't blood related, but I mean, but I call her mom auntie. So, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, we encourage you guys to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, hit us up. We've been asking for y'all to hit us up in the DMs, and nobody is hitting us up. Pay attention to our Instagram page as we will be getting more active on there. Uh, you know, we've been slacking lately. But we we trying. We trying. We're mm-hmm. just trying to get a wrap on everything. But yeah, y'all, I posted a poll and nobody responded. You feel me? Know <laughs> nah, I posted a poll and nobody responded, bruh. Like, I'ma need y'all to respond. Dang. Answer the questions. Like we trying to hit y'all with the facts. How everybody feels. We wanna know. Get at us. Get at us. Please. Pretty please. <laughs> Come on, y'all, I'm begging. No, I'm not begging. But yeah. All right, y'all. We'll we'll catch y'all next time. Yes, sir. Bye. I I.
Love yours, the podcast. The podcast.